On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we've got some NFL for you. How about them Panthers? We got a little bit of NBA basketball and college football, too. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. And as always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, you can email us, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. And of course, you got to join in on the conversations going on in the Facebook group. Carolina Sports Talk talks back. Man, I hope you guys had a happy thir- turkey day, ate some Thanksgiving food, and enjoyed it. If you still got Thanksgiving food in your refrigerator, don't listen to those people telling you to throw it out. Keep it as long as you want to, because they probably got pizza in there from 1962, and they're going to eat it. But nonetheless, I got to welcome in my main man and yours, DJ Highstar. My dog, what's good? What's good with it, bro? Yeah, what up, what up? How you been, man? How was Thanksgiving? How, how that happy break holidays, was for you? Holidays. First and foremost, I would like to thank you. I really <laughs> appreciate you for all the entertainment. Um, man, they... If folks only knew the takes that the went laugh. in. <laughs> yes. I have tears. Tears. But no, happy holidays to everybody out there, Carolina Sports Talk Nation. Uh, my Thanksgiving went well. I was down there in Charleston. I did want to ask panel but i'll let you continue to introduce and then i'll ask my question after you finish introducing okay as high star has just alluded to we are not we are not alone we got our homie our panther correspondent rocking with us tonight mr eric t what's goody man what's good with you bro how you um pretty decent i guess pretty decent Uh, you guess okay yeah um you know, life gave me a little, a little slap in the back of the, the head, but uh, we're we're still grounded. We're still here. We're still pushing. So it's okay. good. Had Same a good Thanksgiving though. Having holiday. Bull, right? Same what to you. I was asking. You didn't get impaled by a bull or anything like that. So life's good, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah. I got. <laughs> I didn't get impaled, but yeah. Um, not by the, the not by the literal bull, but definitely by the figurative one called life, right? Oh, about both. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. Well, See, so well, okay, but it it yeah. wasn't like impaled like through your stomach and stuff. Pause. But you got thrown around and trashed by a bull. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, Yowza. Was we're glad after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was like Saturday. Oh wow, ladies and gentlemen, oh, wow. Eric Tynes is, is, is he's a monster. Yeah, he's the truth, right. man. Cause listen, Chuck Norris is long lost son. Th- listen, I could see it though. If he knew karate, man, it, it, he'd be dangerous, bro. <laughs> so, so what is that? What is that feeling? Is it all right? Eat dirt? Is it your first thought is get up and get up out of there? Is is it something that's not uh, airway friendly, FCC friendly? Like what? What is your first thoughts when that happens? Um, 
So it, it's all based off instincts, really. It's like you you kind of get a feel. You know how like quarterbacks when they're in the pocket, they can kind of feel a hit coming mm. or feel the pressure. Yeah, and yeah. so they they kind of they kind of brace for impact, hold on to the football, or they step up in the pocket and try to make somebody miss. It's like that. It's like if if you hit the ground and you're up under the bull, you know you're under that thing, so you know you're almost guaranteed to get stepped on. So you ball up in a ball, and you just take the take the blow and then get out of the way, or you hit the dirt and get up as fast as possible, run and run. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a concussion protocol or something with bull riding, bro? No, no. Okay. I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Um, I don't know if y'all have ever watched professional bull riding on TV. There's there's a PBR rider named J.B. Mooney. He was riding in the finals one weekend a couple years ago. And on day one, he hurt his back. On day two, he continued to ride and he got a concussion. And on day three, in the final round, he still rode with a hurt back and a concussion. <laughs> so there's, yeah, no, there's no concussion protocol. If you're not dead, you're riding. So let me ask you this. Who's tougher? Bull riders or hockey players? I choose not to not to uh, put the hockey players on blast. That's what it is. Okay, say less. We gonna say it. Bull riding out here. You know what I'm saying? Bull riding in hockey. I'm gonna call it for my dog. Up against an element that is not human. Like, like yeah, with other dudes, I could say, yeah, man, you bleed just like I bleed, man. What? I only fear God. But if I'm staring a bull in the face, <laughs> it takes a lot of faith. Listen, it takes a whole lot of faith. Because what is the average bull that for for PBR or for even you guys or whomever? Is it like what eight seven hundred pounds? Like how much are those things wearing? Weighing? Uh, it's like fifteen hundred to two thousand. See, nah, bro, that's a car oh, coming at me, dog. Like, nah, I'm good on that. There ain't no way. Um, so I, I I did have a question for you guys. It's gonna be okay. Fun. Shoot. Any and, he, and uh, asked my supervisor. Oh, here you go. <laughs> I asked the person in my uh, my chiropractor this question as well, but did you guys have any dishes that you had for the first time this past Thanksgiving? Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and how did it taste? Pause. Any dishes for the first time that you hadn't had before? I had some cookies that my girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend, shout out to her. Wait. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, she, yeah. She she made me some cookies on um, yeah, on, on Thanksgiving. It was like the day after Thanksgiving or something like that. She had uh, I was over at her house and she gave me some cookies to take home. And they were some peanut butter and cream cheese cookies. Okay. Peanut butter and cream cheese. Yeah, they were pretty good. I was really confused. Like I saw them sitting on the pan. And I was like, what are those? Because it looked like cookie dough just sitting there. She was like, no, those are for you to take home. Yeah. Was that the parting gift? Was that the, like the? Oh yeah, yeah. By the way, oh, it really was. Wow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She is terrible. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Let's go. Uh, that's the Saturday. You wasn't focused. I mean, it, it, you got to be around your bros. You got to be around your boys and be able to, you know, be able to go through these type of things. But is is, is that what happened Saturday though? You weren't focused. You were thinking. No. No, the Panthers gifted me that because I left her house on Friday, went and rode Saturday, and she that that whole thing ended like five minutes before kickoff. So mm. on Sunday, yeah. Mm. 
See that that might be uh, something we need to take up on uh, the relationship status with uh, Yoshi and them. <laughs> Go ahead and have a shout out to the Crux fa- Crux Media family with pods, you know. But fellas, this is Carolina Sports Talk, so let's go ahead and jump into some sports because it didn't turn into a whole different. You didn't have an answer though. Say again. You didn't, you you didn't, didn't have an answer for the Thanksgiving thing. Nah, I was regular diggler, schmegler, bro. Like you know, what I'm saying I had the greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> nah, like um, just some turkey. T- now I want. I did something that's, I guess, outside the norm, but I've already had it before. Instead of cooking like a whole turkey, we just did the the, the grilled turkey leg joint situation, uh, turkey tenderloin in the air fryer. Which was smacking, but then like the regular yellow rice macaroni uh, collards. What did I you had, have? I had a duck, duck gumbo. Duck but, gumbo. Yeah, it was like okra with some duck in there. Um, <coughs> sausages, paws. Hey yo. But like, uh, yeah, it was delicious. It was delicious. Okra set it off, of course. But now nah, I gotta go make me some regular gumbo. But duck gumbo, right. we we have to. Kind of look into that one, see see what's to that. Now, now wait, now we're ready for NFL. Intro. Right. <laughs> Speaking of duck gumbo, you guys ready for some NFL scores? <laughs> <laughs> week twelve in the NFL. What a week! What a week! It started off Thursday night on Thanksgiving with the Bills taking care of business very narrowly, twenty-eight to twenty-five over the Detroit Lions. The Cowboys took care of business against the Giants, 28-20. Also on Thanksgiving, the Patriots fell to the Vikings, 33-26. The last, the Sunday game started off with the Dolphins falling to the, excuse me, taking care of the Texans, 30-15. Titans losing to the Bengals, 20-16. Your Carolina Panthers running the ball in effectiveness. Man, on oh man, putting on a show against the Broncos, 23-10. The Bears the, without their quarterback lose to the Jets 31-10 Falcons losing to the Commanders 13-19 The Browns take care of business over the Bucks In a somewhat of a stunner in overtime 23-17 Jaguars over the Ravens 28-27 Final again in overtime with an amazing game The Raiders take care of the Seahawks 40-34 Chargers over the Cardinals 25-24 On Sunday night the Saints take care of business Excuse me took care of no business, not scoring one point, losing to the 49ers 13-0, Chiefs over the Rams 26-10, and also on Sunday night, the Packers lose to the Eagles 33-40 and then on Monday night football, the Steelers take care of business against a questionably coached Indianapolis Colts team 24-17 Man, this is I gotta gotta say, I'm not just gonna say it because Carolina Sports Talk has been doing some tremendous Amazing work uh, throughout the season, but I'm gonna say it because I really have enjoyed it. This has been one of my favorite football seasons. There's been a lot of really good competitive games. Uh, we'll start with you, High Star. Which ones? Uh, which game really stood out to you this past week? Of course, we're gonna start with me. <laughs> um, the Buccaneers game. Okay. Now they lost to the. Who they play? The Browns. The Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost to the Browns. So it was an interesting game for a couple of reasons, though. Uh, the last time that we were all together pre-Thanksgiving, I made mention to the fact that the AFC East, how strong they are, all teams over five hundred, mm-hmm. and contrast the NFC South and our records. So for on one end of 
the spectrum. <clears throat> it was a game that stood out to me because one loss, <laughs> one loss from the Bucks was one more loss that we needed in the NFC South. One more loss away from first place because Carolina now has four huge wins on the season. <clears throat> so Three and one in the reason. division. Come on, come on. So that's the first reason that uh, the game stood out. The second reason that the game stood out was on the winning side. <sighs> Shout out to Jacoby Brissett. Mm. And thank you for all of your services. Go ahead and get back to that bench. <laughs> He's done for. Yeah, nah. So, you know, uh, setting it, setting up the momentum for the Browns to welcome back in one Deshaun Watson. Uh, just, you know what I mean? Again, that's just why that game kind of stood out to me. So along those lines, they're, the Cleveland Browns, as some of you guys may have known, do not know, missed it. Uh, this week was the last week that Jacoby Brissett will be the starter as your main man, Mr. Deshaun Watson, is eligible to return from his suspension next week in Houston. Um, the Browns are 4-7 and seven right now. I don't see them making it to the playoffs, but I do see them trying to be as um, spoiler, uh, play the, the role of spoiler as much as possible. Uh, I think Deshaun is incredibly too rusty, having not played football for now two years. Now, I say that as somebody who picked him up as fantasy because at the end of the day, he's going to do something. But we'll see. But I, I don't see them with what that AFC looks like right now, being able to push through, not even in their own um, conference or, or division, rather. But I, if nothing else, they're going to play the spoiler role and try to lay a foundation. You're talking about the Panthers, who also reflect in actually with a 4-8 and eight record right now. But all those, we are still in the gun. Oh, we can still. Like, why? You're four and seven. It's week 13. Have a seat. Get ready for next year. But I, I see them coming out and wanting to try to fire on all pit, pit, uh, Pistons just to be able to be positioned to move forward next year. I'm not doing this with you tonight, High no, Star. Everything that we're trying to do as a Panther Nation, as far as concede, let everybody look. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Go ahead. Y'all take that. What happened? Everybody else wants to lose. You know what I mean? And all we do is now, now we're playing, I would say, more conservatively, but it turns out into more, it turns into more offense almost, which is weird. Listen. Okay, well, I get, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because I don't, I don't want to just get, dive directly in and jump on anything that you might have had there, but that's what I, you know, see in Carolina. It's like, we don't, we're, we are trying to concede. We just playing the games that's in front. Are we? Everybody else is losing. I mean, we're just competing, but everybody else is losing. Let, let let's hold on to that and and actually come back to that when we talk about the Panthers in just a second. Eric, what what game stood out to you this week? So I I got two games obviously outside of the Panthers game that stood out to me. Um, first of all, I want to touch on the Deshaun Watson thing. Do you really think he'll play right away though? Yes. Like I I know like it, it's crazy that you know who who would take Jacoby Brissett voluntarily over Deshaun Watson, but I mean, he's he played in the preseason, looked terrible. Other than that, he hasn't played football in over a year. So, with all I mean, that money that they gave him, I yes, I'm willing to bet some of his money that they're gonna put him out there. Um, ultimately, if nothing else, to see what that investment looks like and 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 what they can expect next year with their ROI, it put, kind of puts me in the mindset of what. Tua had to go through, if it wasn't last season, it was the year before, when he started the season off, 
there was some rockiness. They put Ryan Fitz in for a while, benched him, and then was like, well, end of the year, we're not really going anywhere. Let's see what we got with the kid. And it was enough for them to hold on to him. And now, barring those two games that he was out with the concussion, he would have been in a, probably in the tops for the MVP race for the year. So definitely want, yeah, I definitely see them putting him out here, if nothing else, to see what they've got and in regard of ROI on that investment. Plural, plural. Concussions. Facts, because he got two of them. Yeah. <laughs> so which, uh, which, which was the other game you said that stood out to you? So the two games that stood out to me was, first of all, the Jets – the Jets game. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't even remember who they played. The Jets and the Bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bears. Um, Two quarterbacks. Zach, Zach Wilson looking exactly like I figured. Or he is exactly what I thought Zach Wilson was. Zach Wilson is becoming. When he came into the NFL, Coming out of college, he kind of had a little bit of Baker Mayfield to him. He was very cocky. Um, I, I knew it coming in, going into the draft, and then when he took the stage on draft day, hmm, you, he had way too much confidence in, in, in the New York Jets uh, on draft day. So I knew what kind of player he was, what kind of locker room guy he was. And I knew it wasn't going to work. And he's just slowly becoming that. And Mike White comes in and just dominates. Um, I don't know if that's going to be if, – if, or if he's going to be or could be a long-term option at quarterback for the Jets. But that, that stood out to me for that reason because, you know, your top five draft pick two years into your career, you let a backup come in and just blow you away. Mm-hmm. Um after you refuse to take any accountability uh, for my mind's got a block <laughs> play. Yeah. 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 The second game that stood out to me was the Eagles and Packers game. Um, I know the Packers right now are not a playoff team, but that was a playoff type of game. Um, and I think the Eagles are slowly proven that they can compete in those kind of games. Um, that was a game where their offense had to, had to move the ball, had to score points, and they, they did that. And the defense was really good for them early on, too. Um, they didn't let it slip away, even though the Packers came storming back. Mm-hmm. And I think they're continuing to show that they, they, they're they're pretty legit. Yeah. It definitely hurts to see Hassan Reddick doing what he's doing out there in that green. Um, uh, all of us knew what he was going to do, man. Listen. All of us knew we should have kept him. And, um, and uh, who's the other man to know? Bradbury came after Josh, Dorn, Josh Norman, yeah, yeah, Bradbury out there, the, Bradbury the fourth out there balling. Listen, yeah. as long as long as somebody who wins has some former Panthers players on there, I can kind of like, oh well, he used to play for us, so you know we 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 get a little piece too. They can like mail us a picture of the ring when they win. Listen, <laughs> I did not feel any sense of satisfaction. Pause. Whenever Amon Shumpert and J.R. Smith. One in uh, Cleveland, uh-huh. or whatever. <laughs> I did not feel no kind of. Oh, it's a moral victory for me. No, it's no such thing. I but I'm gra- Listen, that part, which is why I keep saying, and I'm going to keep screaming, we don't need to keep winning these games. Again, alluding to it, we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, but going back to your jet points, um, Mike White balled out 315 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I think that this has got potential to do two things. It could either shatter. Zach's confidence 
Or it can say, hey, nah, let me go ahead and do what I got to do. If Buddy out here with my same staff um, doing what I can't do, I got to I gotta get it together. Garrett Wilson got off. Eric Moore got off. Tyler Conklin was finally catching some passes. Um, so there, there was a lot going on in a lot of different areas, but I really feel like Zach can be that. Here's why. He reminded me. Say again. Be what? The second thing that you said? No, I think I think Zach Wilson may be the, the right fit for the Jets. I think he is a long-term answer for them. If they can get rise to the occasion. He will. I think that he will absolutely take this as the slight that it was intended to be and step up, making it through practice and doing right. Now they're going to have to get somebody there that's going to help to work with his not so much the swag confidence like you were talking about, Eric, and all that other like bolstering stuff, but the confidence in his abilities and to execute. If you look at Josh, um, Josh Allen out in, Buff- in Buffalo, coming out of Wyoming, a lot of folks was like, yo, who is this guy? Oh, he's got the big arm and the talent. They're like, yeah, but can he put it together? There were a lot of holes in his game his rookie year, and he showed them. And even into his second year, he wasn't quite the player that he was last year and what he started off this year being. Now, right now, he's looking like that old kind of guy a little bit, making a lot of simple mistakes and just trying to press the issue too much. But he seems to learn and not make the same mistakes, although, again, he's making a bunch of them now. If Zach Wilson can get a coach that's going to help him be confident in his abilities to just execute and stay away from these mistakes, then he can have he can absolutely ascend to that Josh Allen kind of level. If he doesn't, he's 1,000% going to be Baker Mayfield slash Johnny Manziel slash whomever else with the false vibrato and out of the league before he realizes it, as I really yeah. hope Baker is. And, and, and that's – that's pretty hard to do, especially when you're looking at it from like a Josh Allen standpoint, because Josh Allen was never cocky. He he never came in mm. like I'm that guy. Where you from Wyoming? <laughs> talking about we go go let's go win a Super Bowl. I'm going to the Jets, but we gonna win a Super Bowl. Let's go. Like, <laughs> nah, bro. Another one of the games that um, stood out to well, one of the games that stood out to me was that Raider Seahawks game, man. It it, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty always, but it was definitely entertaining. And then even the way that it it was won in overtime with your man Josh Jacobs just hitting that hole, pause, and just driving 86 yards down the field in overtime to win. That's what he did, Eric. Eric, that's what he did. He hit the hole. <laughs> I, no, I can't, I can't. I can't with y'all, man. Y'all are children, bro. Nah, he did oh, y'all, hit that hole. Said, y'all always say pause, and it just <laughs> – <laughs> I can't. Listen, now, if, I, if I'm being transparent, bro, I always was on pause, but my pause game was heightened from uh, the Carolina King, the Frozen Panther, um, friend of the show, Jason. And then this guy here, DJ Highstar, like in real life, this is so it's not like some on the mic stuff. Like if you're talking in real life and you say anything that's even remotely semi quasi questionable, nah, you got to throw some pause on that thing. Hey, yo, pause. Just like you just got to go ahead and get to it because. And as as has been said in the uh, annals of history, balls, you do not want anything that's recorded that's questionable. So if they're just reading transcripts, you gotta make sure it's like, yo, nah, he was real with it the whole time. But DJ Highstar is very much the reason that I do that. So shout out to my dog. But no, so let's go back to the point. He hit the hole hard. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they did have a, a good game, and then. Uh, Derek Carr showed a lot of grit and toughness in that game because 
the the stadium thought that he was out of it. Mm-hmm. Or like everybody thought that he was out like early in that game and then showed some resiliency, came back and made some tough throws. You know what I see? I, and I'll never be able to unsee it. Every time I see Derek Carr play, I think about how the Texans ruined his brother's career. Because Derek is very much a smaller and in a lot of ways less talented version of what David was. But he just got hit so many times and so like terribly through early in his career that it messed him up and ruined his career for football. It's like the nature of the expansion team. Like you're going to have so many um, picks and things like that to get you set up and started, mm-hmm. but then you're expected to get the the best quarterback prospect that's available at the time or whatnot. And uh, with them doing that at the time, they just didn't have nothing to protect. Protect said quarterback. And <laughs> it was such a, you know, it was such a large acquisition for the franchise that you're going to put a $20 million or $10 million lineman around the guy. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't do but so much. So they, yeah, it was the, it was the woes of having an expansion team, unfortunately. And he had to, he had to, you know what I mean? He had to take that. Get them lumps. Yeah. Starting quarterback. Yeah. The first face of the franchise. His head, imagine how different life would been. Let's say if in that draft, they decided to take Julius Peppers first overall instead of let him fall second to the Panthers. And then we get a David Carr comes in with an established offensive line at that time, taking over like this first. I'm talking about the Texans though. Yeah. Not later for them. (laughs) No, getting somebody defensive wise, like first in the expansion um, franchise. I think I rolling dice. Mm -hmm. I think I would take the chances of, Longevity of a defensive end versus a quarterback. Yeah, but think about the time period back then too. They yeah, well, nobody taking no defenders plus, early plus, like that. Plus, plus people that could change um, <coughs> losers to winners. Mm. You choosing, you know what I mean? That would all go into your decision making with that. I I think there were a lot of the only reason that ultimately that decision was made, and we'll, we'll get back to it. Uh, to the scores in just a second. But ultimately, a lot of went into that was they weren't sure on his commitment level because if you remember coming out, Pep was playing ball basketball at Carolina and playing football. And although he was a freak at that point, how many folks really saw him being like the Hall of Famer legend that he was? We was just talking with one of our frat brothers this week about it. He's the only guy i ever seen walk Mike Vick down from the back. Like, and we see the size difference from him, but he literally, Mike hit the hole, was going on trying to like get into a score and Julius came from around the line, chased him down and made the tackle short of the goal. So uh, he was, he's a monster and and definitely worthy of the hall of fame. Can't wait for him to get in there. Hopefully Steve does soon as well. But um, the NFL could have looked a lot different. Panthers could have definitely looked a lot different, but um, the Seahawks Raiders game stood out to me Monday night football, the Steelers over the Colts. Let's fast forward to the fourth quarter. Did you guys get a chance to catch this? And if you didn't, let me let me kind of paint the picture. They've got the ball with a chance to kind of drive down, run the clock out, score, tie the game if you want to go for two, whatever. About a minute and 15 seconds just was milked off the clock with them not knowing what to do. 
They had three timeouts. And they all were just standing around looking. No play was going in. The announcers, like literally the announcers like, well, I'm not sure what they're doing. Because, you know, Troy Aikman is just incredibly country. But I'm not sure what they're doing. But it's a whole lot of time coming off that clock. And the whole time I'm thinking like, yo, why is nobody telling, bro? Call it time. You got three of them things. And then his excuse after was in the postgame press conference was, well, I didn't really think that it was just such a big deal. You didn't think the time was a big We really liked our play, and we just were going to go. If you call a timeout on that third down, give the offensive chance to regroup, to settle in. You get There's just so many more reasons why you call a timeout and not just let that much time eclipse and run off and like ultimately cost yourself a game. What are your thoughts on Jeff Saturday's rookie mistake not calling the timeout to be able to preserve the time and to gather his troops and get the best play that they could have? Starting with you, Eric. Uh, that's just simply where experience comes in to play. That's what you get for taking a high school quarter or a high school head coach <laughs> and promoting him to the NFL for literally no reason at all. Just because, oh, we want somebody new in here. We want, we don't want some uh, whatever they said. That's simply what that is. <laughs> For Colts fans' sake, hope he's not like Matt Rule. Hope he learns from that mistake. And um, mm. time management doesn't become like a long-term issue for the Colts. But we'll see, I guess. Definitely. Hi, Star. What are your thoughts? Well, first, uh, and I appreciate Eric's uh, thoughts, but to you, Big Cliff, let's, let's limit, let's, let's keep – Let's keep the Jeff Saturday slander to a minimum. Okay, that's my guy. It's uh, a good man. That's a good man right there. But good man, terrible coach. So is, so right is Dan Kemp. Oh, right, 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 right. Let me finish, guys. Let me land that. One. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a drone. It's just a drone. It's not even a plane. I'm just trying to land a drone. But being that he's a good man doesn't mean that he's the right man for the job. Mm, uh, that was silly. Situation. He uh, he 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 was faced with two things when that happened. He was confronted with how to handle the press conference after <laughs> such a large blunder, and then also confronted with becoming Monday morning meme material. Right. Consonants aside, uh, yeah, he was definitely memed up uh with regards to that uh, <laughs> the regards to the time management so um yeah in in those two regards he he learned some valuable lessons this past weekend i i do want to point out that i like hearing him talk in press conferences though like his introductory press conference mm-hmm. he's the first head coach that i've personally ever heard look at the media and say bruh like, <laughs> i've never heard a head coach say that word He's used to being in the studio with uh with ba- uh, what's your boy name Booger and them and and just kind of just being just real chill and being himself. I will say that I enjoy Jeff Saturday as an analyst. I'm not so much enjoying him as a head football coach. It, it makes me feel like when Claflin decides to go ahead and bring uh, football back to its school, why not bring one of the leal and loyal sons of Claflin back? You know what I'm saying? And let me go ahead on and get that coaching job. I'll come out of the media. I'll come off the booth. I'll, I'll go ahead and shut down Carolina. Matter of fact, y'all can have Carolina Sports Talk. I'll go coach. 
y'all can just come cover the teams and stuff like that. So I like that they they gave it to him. I just don't like the job he's doing. I don't think he was I mean, prepared. It's a cool story. Cool, cool story. super cool story. Gives us something to talk about. It's funny watching him. It's like, yo, bro, I know that you don't let that much time go off, and I'm sitting here literally screaming, yo, bro, that's a bunch of time. And then that's when they started saying, it's like, yeah, some of those mistakes. Even as a rookie head coach, and I get it. He probably has sixty other seven other things that are going on, but certain things are of importance. Like even like watching the play clock. Matt Ryan as a seasoned, terribly old quarterback. What is he, 37, 38, 52? He played against Jeff Saturday. See what I'm saying? Him to a, to see that the clock is winding down, th- those are just things that you cannot allow to happen. And so it's reflective in where they are now. And the only thing that's even letting them look like a team that's worthy of being considered for whatever conversations they are, Jonathan Taylor is finally playing like Jonathan Taylor. That offensive line is blocking, and he looks like the Jonathan Taylor of old. Whatever injury he had is starting to heal, and I wish that young man much success, except for the when he plays against me in fantasy. But well, that, that's just Christian McCaffrey. It's 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 often mm-hmm. it's not doing nothing but running into his career into the ground if you're not winning games. Exactly, exactly. And Christian looks good out there in, in San Fran. When when they get fully healthy, they they might be the team to beat. I know the Eagles are playing like they're playing. But offensively, they just got some skills. Brandon Ayuk has stepped up. Um, Kittle is looking like Kittle. Like, <clears throat> even Jimmy G can't mess that one up. Well, yes, he can. Never mind. I saw a graphic. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo tied Steve Young's record as a 49er starter. Wait, what? I think it's like 40 and 19. That's or something crazy. Like that. Yeah. Now, if he could only match him in uh, playoff wins, they might be all right. <laughs> But yep. also on Sunday, there was a game in Bank of America, you guys. Not sure if you heard about it, but the little old Panthers went down there in Charlotte, took care of business against the Denver Broncos, 23-10. What are some of your takeaways from the game? Um, I'll, I'll let whomever wants to start to start. I'm seeing smiles. I'm seeing <laughs> – it looks like you'd like to start, Eric. What are your thoughts and takeaways? takeaways from the Carolina Panthers win over the Denver Broncos. Okay. So first, everything that y'all say or I say or anything else has to be taken with a grain of salt because we played against the worst offense in the NFL. (laughs) But uh, our defense did its thing. Brian Burns. um, We were... who were we talking about earlier? Hassan Reddick. We were talking about Hassan Reddick. Mm-hmm. And how, how he, you know, it was kind of sad to see him go. But that, that gave Marquise Haynes a chance to show what he could do. And uh, he's been big for the Panthers this year. And, um, you know, he had a, a good game against Denver, too. Um, saw Jeremy Chin make a couple plays. Everybody flying around. Shaq Thompson sticking his nose in the gaps a couple times. Uh, Frankie was real good. Frankie Louvu. Um and just the goal line defense was so good. It took them nine plays with goal to go to score a touchdown. And the only reason they got that far was because we muffed a punt. So this the defense was so good and uh before the game 
at some point, Sam Darnold had said something to one of the reporters talking about he was a brand new quarterback and he learned more from the game being away from the game and sitting on the sideline and watching. Um, and he said he was a brand new quarterback or he was completely a completely different quarterback. And when, when I first heard that, I was like, nah, bro, you're lying. You still, <laughs> you're, you're, you're still, <laughs> um, but then he came into the game and he didn't turn it over. Uh, I think, I mean, yeah, the, the one fumble, but, but he recovered. He it. It. Right. And that was probably the, one of the funniest things I've ever seen watching him just roll into the end zone and then look over at the referee. That camera angle was hilarious. Great camera work. Um, I thought Sam Darnold played really good, and I think he showed us that because even though the Broncos' offense is trash, their defense is a top defense in the NFL. Top 15, you um, yep. So I think he showed us some of the signs that he may not be a long-term starter for us, but I think he showed us that we got a really solid backup that could potentially hold down the fort until we get a quarterback in there that can win us games consistently. And I don't think, looking at it now, I, I think we should just rock with Sam Darnold, if I'm being honest. Like, don't go out here draft a quarterback. Go get another receiver or something. Bolster that O-line some more. Um, because that was an excuse for Sam Darnold last year. We had a very terrible offensive line, and we don't, we still don't have that great of an offensive line. But they're, they're, they've been, they've been, pretty, they've been playing pretty solid, and um, so Sam Darnold's getting a chance to play behind a, a good O line. Let Matt Corral come up in here and get a season under his belt, see what he can do, and then. Uh, Go from there. Obviously, not. We don't want to waste the season. So if he comes out there in, next year and just pulls a Zach Wilson, then uh, get, him, get him on up out of here. Let Sam finish the year. But I think we should hold off another year. I'm taking a quarterback. Honestly, I, I'm starting to believe in Sam Darnold a little bit. But, but, but once I believe. They always rip my heartstrings out of my chest, so I'm gonna pump the brakes on that a little bit. Here's here's what I'll do, and High Star, we'll get to your answer in just a second. I'm gonna save you that heartache. Sam Darnold is not the answer. I absolutely no. agree that no. we should ride with him the rest of this season. Um, and even I would not even be upset to have him come back as a backup and begin the season saying. as the starter and. But I think we should draft a quarterback, allow him the opportunity. Because if, if we draft that quarterback, the same thing that Sam has done while he's been injured this year, sit back and watch, and if nothing else, watch what not to do and have that opportunity to get healthy, to study, to to focus on from the outside what he would do and could do, and then get in and execute. Once people have film on you, it is what it is. We've seen it with every, every quarterback's <laughs> sophomore year, with the exception of probably Patrick Mahomes. Everybody wants their that one year they're in there, they're lightning, they're fire, they're amazing. And then once people have film on you, they know how to kind of do what to do from there. I say that to say that Sam Darnold came in. He wasn't who they had film on. He is a different quarterback. He looked like he was a lot more confident. He, his decision-making was much more um, transparent. Even when making mistakes, he was alert to be able to help try to correct them. You talked about falling on the fumble. But I think 
drafting a quarterback, maybe not even in the first round, with if there's one that they like that they can get in a second or third situation. I don't even think that Matt Corral, unfortunately, is is the answer. I like the kid. He is gritty. I feel like he has the potential. But to me, his ceiling feels more like a P.J. Walker. He feels like somebody who can get out there, be gritty, get us in contention, and then once people have film on him, they'll figure him out and take away his strengths, and then what can you do? I don't see him, unless he is able to have made some progresses towards elevating his game to a different level, I don't see him being, being the future either way. So I, I think that part of that comes from, I guess, me remaining optimistic about Matt Corral and not willing to accept the fact just yet because he got hurt that we wasted a draft pick on a quarterback. We absolutely wasted that draft pick on a quarterback. Did, you know what I mean, it feels like to me? Uh, Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> just, oh, just, no, just, no, no, no. Listen, because, no. again, that optimism, I am so, like, anybody who's listened to the show at all for the last month knows that I'm just over it at this point with the Panthers. The <clears throat> optimism is out the window. But when we drafted Jimmy, it was like, okay, Notre Dame's quarterback. He's a Clausen. Okay, we're going to. And then he stunk it up to high heavens, and we drafted Cam with the first overall. Two pick. and 14. Yes, sir. So shout out to Jimmy for getting Cam. But it, it's, yeah, it's a wasted pick at this point. He can go be a practice squatter. Um, yeah, nah, but we need to draft a quarterback to, to be able to sustain and be competitive. DJ Highstar, what are your thoughts from the Carolina Panthers' dominating victory over the Denver Broncos? Before you answer, before you answer, I got a question for you, though. Highstar, we're we're going to the Super Bowl, ain't we? We going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. No. You guys pretty some. You guys pretty much summed it up. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, like like Eric started off with Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu. Um, it was great to see Jeremy Chin back out there. Definitely. JC Horn out there getting penalties. <laughs> trying to figure it out. Um, yeah, it's a defense. It's been our saving grace the whole season because, again, we have no defense, defense and special teams. And, um, you know, DJ made a couple of nice grabs. A couple of, like, throughout the season, a couple of these receivers have wanted to become playmakers and stuff, but. And we know naturally how talented and gifted DJ is. But um and those other guys just, you know, looking to make a name for themselves and, and things like that. But uh we just don't have an offense. Uh defense led the way. Whenever our defense leads the charge and leads the way, especially our veterans, Derek Browns of the world and um and you know, young veterans that we have out there, um, they always give our offensive chance, especially when we're at Bank of America. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, oh, fun fact. The stat that they brought up during the game, I don't know if y'all realize this or if y'all were paying attention. Y'all might have heard it. Y'all might have knew it before. I don't know. Um, we had lost, what, like nine straight home games, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Rule was part of the reason for that. And Steve Wilkes has now won three straight at home. Yep. Undefeated at home since he took I over. Pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I got a hot take. It's hot. Hot takes. DJ Moore is the best second tier wide receiver in the NFL. Is that a hot take or not? I think it's 
a hot take outside of the Panthers because I think every Panther fan would agree with you. Considering the fact that he's our number one receiver, it's <laughs> no, not really a hot, hot scorching take. Here, here's, but, but, but the reason I say that though is because every single person that I talk to that's not a Panther fan, they all tell me that DJ Moore is not elite. So that, that's why I say outside of the Panthers, yeah, that that's that's a hot take. But uh, so I would agree that he's not elite, but <clears throat> of those who are not elite, he is the best. Because he has these glimpses where it's like, hey, I can't be. He's a he's a wide receiver that if you give him a quarterback, like if he was on the Kansas City Chiefs, he'd be the best receiver in the league because he'd have a quarterback who could get him the ball. There are certain receivers that no matter what you're doing, Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks is a quarterback proof wide receiver. It doesn't matter who he's with throwing him the ball, he's gonna get open. And he's going to make plays, period. DJ Moore needs somebody who's going to stretch him down the field, who's going to get the impossible throw, get that perfect, and he can get off. But and, and I think for that reason exclusively, he's not an elite receiver, but because he is, he's got the physicality, he's got the strength, he's got the route running, and if he's got somebody who can throw him the ball, he could be one of the best in the league. So I, for that reason, I do agree that he's not elite. But I will say that he's the best second tier receiver in the league. Um, so maybe I don't have a hot take. It's warm, but um, <laughs> I, I think that this was reflective of what we could be. Eric and I talked a little bit o- offline before before we started recording. This is more reflective of what I expected from the beginning of the season, and talked and leading in, making that real life hot take that the Panthers will make it to the playoffs and no less than the NFC Championship if we stay healthy. We didn't stay healthy. Um, and you were making that prediction, um, assuming that Baker was going to be under center. No, 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 no. That Baker Mayfield was going to look like something and be under center. Yes. Well, to be honest, I mean, we all thought Baker Mayfield was better than Sam Darnold, but <laughs> we did. Apparently not. Boy, were we wrong! Boy, were we wrong! And at the end of the day, we all get one because um. Oh, you get that, sir. You raise your hand if you knew that Baker Mayfield was going to be garbage and that Sam Darnold was better. I knew that Baker Mayfield was garbage, but I didn't think that Sam Darnold was better. <laughs> so I again, I did say that he was trash. I was hoping and I had that optimism. Yeah, that's dead at this point. But I, I did say even going into the offseason, I'm okay with Sam Darnold starting for the quarter for the Carolina Panthers. I said it then. I said it early on. I, Sam Darnold's proving me right. That's all I'm going to say. That's the thing I was going to say earlier that I forgot. I, I had told my friend this the other day. I said, you know, I, I called him after the game. We talked about it. And I was like, yo, I never thought I would see a day where I was – Glad to see Sam Darnold on the field. <laughs> like, no, like, seriously, like, yo, this guy can actually come back. We don't hate him no more right now. Yeah. Till next week. Till, till next week when he throws three picks, fumbles <laughs> twice, <laughs> does some yep. kind of butt fumble situation. Yeah, no, nah, like, I'm actually, I'd be okay with that because it, it goes back to what I said. Like, I am good, pause. I am good with losing. Like this winning stuff is like, why would we run for 672 yards against the Falcons and think, oh, well, we're going to the playoffs? No, we're trash. And and so I I appreciate the the grit, the 
oh, we are going to fight until the end. Like, I, I'm cool with all of that. However, let the end be a little bit sooner than, like, the last, like, play hard for three quarters. There's some guys on the field who mom and daddy come to see them play. Let them boy get a burn, man. Let some of the practice squad players throw on a jersey real quick and go out there and run some routes. Let's see what's happening. What's the worst that could happen? I'm okay with that. All right. Well, you're an agent for one of those starters uh-huh. on that Panther squad. Who's getting paid based on the bonuses and, uh, and all that. And also, and two years from now, three years from now, you're trying to just get them a contract. Is there a free agent in the film that they have from all of 2022 is them loafing and dropping passes and <laughs> losing on purpose. And you're like, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it can work out five mil, six mil. No, but see what I'm saying? That's why you don't put leave the starters in. The starters are going to try to win. The, and I'm sure the second and third straight would try to win. They're just not going to be as good at it. <laughs> so let them boy get some burn. And and go and get my quarterback for the future, man. Yeah, but they're gonna be trying to win too, though, because they want to. They want to play. They're gonna try absolutely. Try all you want. You're a third string for a reason. Broncos, do win. Listen, I feel like our third string would have beat the. Y'all, let's let's take a look at the other side for a second. What the heck happened to Russell Wilson? That team is like a dumpster fire. Yeah, Yeah, he got paid. He got paid. Check cleared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. He paid. Yo, I feel like they ought to like look into some federal investigation for robbery because he stuck them no, up. It doesn't work the other way around. Nah, nah. What? Where? <laughs> I don't even know what the other way around is. I was getting ready to ask that. Which way would what? that be? Like where a player? Do- huh. If you now look at it like this, who would you rather be? Would you rather be uh Lamar Jackson? Playing your butt off, doing everything you can to win, and not getting paid, or would you rather be Russell Wilson, just trying to figure it out, but knowing that, hey, I probably won't have to worry about money for the rest of my life. I'm about that jewelry. Mm. I'd rather be Lamar Jackson because I'll take a Super Bowl ring and possibly a Hall of Fame induction over a paycheck any day. But that's just me, though. No, I don't think it's just you. High Star, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the paycheck will come, definitely. I I mean, also, when I think long enough about it, I'd be like, well, enough money, I could buy some replica rings. But (laughs) the paycheck is definitely going to come, God willing, that these guys stay healthy and and all of that type of stuff. And um, so I'm, I'm with Eric, definitely just the competitor in me. What all can we do as an organization and as a unit to continue to win, you know, each week? Definitely, definitely. Now, talking about winning each week, um, we got off a track a little bit with our pick-ems. Um, not going to lie, Thanksgiving came around, and as you guys knew, my birthday was last uh, the, during that time as well. So we needed a little bit of a break, and we've gotten off track with the pick-ems, but we will jump straight back into that next week, um, kind of doing like a end-of-the-season kind of little battle royale if you would maybe getting some guest pickers alongside so you guys keep an eye out on our social medias at carolina sports talk facebook instagram the facebook group is carolina sports talk talks back and then of course the carolina sports talk line cliff at carolina sports talk.net hit us up and let us know what games you think we should be picking uh we did get some of you guys's picks and so we'll hold on to those as we move forward through the season and again 
Um, hi, so you said the person that's not one of us that has the best pick of the week will get a dozen of donuts, correct? Courtesy of DJ High Star. Uh, we included uh, we included us as well, though. I okay. did want to say something before we move forward. Uh, the other reason that I despised. Well, I didn't even give too many reasons about the game, the Panthers game. But one reason I despised it, I benched Aaron Rodgers and started Russell Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you do that? What? That was the only choices that I had as far as quarterbacks. And to be fair, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he he left the game or whatnot. He only had... I think maybe like eight or nine points, but both of them, yeah, both of them scored in single, single digits. They had a triple like single. And the third quarterback option that I have is Andy Dalton in that league. Hey, but you that, really have zero faith in the Panthers, man. Literally, bro. Wow. I mean, I thought he Go. would muster up at least ten or eleven points or something, but. But Andy Dalton seems like the smartest because uh, Andy's, if I'm not mistaken, in fantasy, he's a top ten quarterback this season so far because. Even though they're not doing a whole bunch of winning down there, he's been putting in some gritty performances and then a whole bunch of garbage time too. So he's just throwing a lot of picks. That's all. Yeah. So all three out. of them hovered right around nine or ten points in that league. Yeah. And which league was this? Was- uh, it's outside league. That okay. Okay. Has nothing to do with you. Respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> You ain't got nothing to do with it. Man. Listen, I was checking to see because if it was one of my leagues, I, I got I have extra quarterbacks in all of my leagues. In one league, I've got um, I got Lamar Jackson. I've got um, Cincinnati's quarterback um, Joe Burrow, and I've got the the midget Munchkin out there in Arizona. <coughs> so I've got three top seven quarterbacks, and I'm just at this point, I'm just shopping. Like, yo, anybody got a running back? Y'all trying to get loose on that? So. Um, how are you doing in, in your fantasy leagues this season so far, DJ High Star? Not bad. I mean, the Let's Go League, the one that doesn't cost any money that's associated with um, Carolina Sports Talk, that one is probably the worst record that I have right now. The other one, the other two leagues, I think I might have four losses in each of those respectively. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not horrible. That uh, the Let's Go League is kind of coming back to haunt me because it's like that's the league that auto drafted. Really Steamy hot T Rash. <laughs> yeah. You say it again. Steamy <laughs> hot T Rash. I was gonna queue up the Russell Westbrook. What? What? <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> that's close. That's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steaming hot T. Okay, yeah, leaving that one there. Uh, and Eric, you're not doing. Are you doing any fantasy this year? No, no. Okay. Oh, trash. I played some fantasy basketball last year okay. for the first time. That was interesting. Fantasy basketball is definitely different, and, and we could talk it about it. Quickly. Say again. It moves quickly. Incredibly quickly. Yeah. I, the first year I did it, I jumped in mid-season. I was like, "Oh well, he's good. Let me get him. He's good. Let me get him." And ended up like, it, by the way, I think it might have been like four or five weeks into the season accumulating all of the points in the record as it would have been had I had, you know, all of my best starters and then finished out the season and actually won then. So the next season I was like, Oh, well I'm going to do that same things next year. I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to get him and he's good and he's good. And was completely trash. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that anymore. But uh, it, yeah, it, 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 it is different. It, 
it was crazy for me. Like my whole team got hurt. Injuries are an incredible part of the game that it, it sucks. Yeah. It sucks a lot. Yeah. But that's what's up. So we might have to, we definitely not might have to. We definitely got to get you in with the Carolina Sports Talk uh, Fantasy League next year, uh, Eric. Get, get a little trash talking going on with you guys. <laughs> but anything else you fellas want to highlight before we jump off of football? Um, hey, yo. Well, I know this isn't on the plan, um, but. I just want to go to a different kind of football real quick and shout out the U.S. and the men's national team on their win against Iran. I got to say, Iran, it's not Iran. A Iranian uh, reporter made that very clear this morning talking to one of our players. He got offended because uh, he said Iran instead of Iran. So the USA beat Iran in a one nothing. Battle of pretty much lies between very big rival countries. So yeah, it was a it was a very interesting game, and I very much enjoyed that. And of course, the USA going to the round of sixteen, so uh, the knockout stage. So that's gonna be cool. By the way, uh, I don't know if y'all watch soccer. I don't think y'all do. Y'all haven't ever mentioned it. I don't know if anybody that listens to the show watches soccer. But you were talking about Derek Carr being down for the count. Nobody really knowing if he was coming back. How about Christian Pulisic? Um, I saw that. He, he, yeah, he, he sold the pickle for his country. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, pretty much. You saw that big cliff? I didn't. <laughs> so I'll break it down. Go ahead. He, me and let the folk know. Yeah, he came back, finished the half, and uh, took us to the promised land almost. Okay. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what are your chances? What are their chances? Or what do you think they'll be able to do during the knockout stage? Uh, well, well, they play the Netherlands on Saturday. That's going to be another tough game. But I, I think I think they can win it. I don't re- realistically. I don't see the U.S. going past the semifinals, which is obviously you know the quarterfinals, which is where they would be if they did beat the Netherlands. But obviously, as an American patriot, I think we could win this whole whole thing, bring home the World Cup to America. You know, I'll tell you what though, if the U.S. men's national team wins a World Cup. I'll start watching soccer. Like I, I, I watch some MLS here and there just because, like the Vuvuzelis and the Wah! all the noise <laughs> and stuff. It's it's fun. It's a good atmosphere. And I'll say it's absolutely fun to watch in person. Having um yeah yeah, but like if if they win, uh, that'll be enough to you know make me put on some red, white, and blue. No, I'm not gonna do that. Lie. But it'll make me watch some soccer. I'll rock with that. They they got the third youngest team in the World Cup right now. But they in still get no the- respect too, though. It's I watched a video today of um, England team, uh, uh, England fans saying, which ones of the United States national team members would be a starter for the England team? And the shade that was thrown. <laughs> none of them. They're none going to be good at it. Like, oh, with the little accent. It's like, y'all, y'all shut up. Y'all are going to lose. But Christian nah. Pulisic actually plays um, for Chelsea. I was just getting ready to say, but apparently um, they don't he think he'd be gets, good He gets zero play time. Or not zero, but he barely he he's not a starter. He barely gets any playtime. Mm, he's old, and we t- and, and, and we tied with England last week. So put some respect on my boy's name. You know what I'm saying? You heard me. <laughs> well, at this point, let let this time. Let's jump into some NBA basketball. All right, 
What did you want some music to? My theme music. <laughs> you know what? Ready for my superhero theme is okay, and uh, these boys are from Monday, November twenty eighth. Uh, we're gonna start off with the Philadelphia 76ers beating the Atlanta Hawks one hundred four to one hundred one. Uh, the Wizards over the Timberwolves one forty two to one twenty seven. Not a lot of defense in that game. Celtics beat the Hornets one forty to one hundred five. The Brooklyn Nets beat the Orlando Magic 109 to 102. Welcome back, Kyrie. The Raptors, well, Eric Tyner's Raptors beat the Cavaliers 100 to 88. The Pelicans over the Thunder 105 to 101. The Nuggets beat the Rockets 129 to 113. It seems like they play every other night. Really? The Bulls uh, beat the Jazz 114 to 107. The Suns beat the Kings. 122 to 117. There was a special game. Yeah, that was all the scores. And so as we jump into the special special game, (laughs) the Pacers edged out the Los Angeles Lakers 116 to 115. Um, Tonight, currently, my New York Knicks beat the Detroit Pistons 140 to 110. And currently, the Mavericks are holding on to a 96-95 lead over the Warriors and with about 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Clippers and Blazers will play later on this evening. Gentlemen, where do we begin? I would actually like to start with the Los Angeles Lakers giving up a 17-point um, lead in the fourth quarter to lose to the Indian, that Yes, Great. losing to the Pacers. <laughs> I'd like to start there in the fact of I now have a hot take. Are you guys ready? Let's go. Two, okay, okay, okay. Two in a show. Okay, okay. It's hot. Hot takes. The Los Angeles Lakers absolutely need to trade LeBron James. I am sick of this team being held at rent. Listen, I've been on my Panthers rates and rants and all of that for the last couple of weeks. It's time to get a Lakers some. I'm sick of this team being held ransom, being held up at basically at stick up, paying this dude 40 plus million dollars a year to be mediocre. Coach Ham is cool. He seems like a good guy. He might could, you know, go do some, make some noise in Seattle. Yeah, let's start a new franchise in Seattle. Send him back to the Sonics. We might be able to make some noise in Oklahoma City or wherever. But in L.A., it's time for a rebuild. We need to trade with whomever is dumb enough to give us anything for LeBron. Be like, yo, y'all can get LeBron. And Bronny next year, what's up? Let me get about 12 of them first round picks. But he needs to be gone and we need to scrap it, and <laughs> and we need to start working on the future because this season is a wrap. B, I don't care that we had won five out of six before that. It doesn't. Yeah, we're trash, bro. And I'm sick of it, man. Like every day, wondering who's going to get traded, or we, what are we going to do, and all this false hope, bro. Them little five games against them little weak squads, we beat. That wasn't nothing, and I'm over it. They said that y'all. Y'all new name for the franchise is the 12 Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> 12 Los Angeles. The Lakers have been building slash rebuilding for like the last 10 years, minus their one championship year, which only happened because Kobe Bryant died. That's the only reason that the Lakers won the title. That. 
I, like, for real. Mm, so you, you're one of the ones that puts an asterisk on the bubble championship. I, I wouldn't necessarily put an asterisk around it because I mean they earned it. They they outplayed a lot of good teams, but that Miami team was 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 like that that year. Yeah, yeah, and they but they just had a little bit of extra motivation. Like if Sam Mills or it, I almost said it was Sam Mills died. Like, <laughs> oh, that's how funny. I'm gonna laugh. That should have been day. motivation to go win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? But the Lakers have been underperforming for like the last decade. So. I wouldn't even say the last decade. When did LeBron sign? Since then, because like even with Kobe's last days, we know what it was. We draft well. Look at and, and High Star and I have talked about this in previous weeks. If you look throughout the league at some of the the best role players, at certain superstars that are performing well for their teams out in new in New Orleans, out in D.C., out there in New York, they all were players drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers, and so it's Chicago even. There are a lot of great players that we have had under the roof, but they just don't stick and hold on to those players. They don't give them the chance to fully develop into the character to, to the characters or the cast of players that they have the potential and what they were drafted to be, especially since LeBron came because it's the LeBron effect. Oh, we need to trade and get the big names. Oh, we need a big three. Oh, we got to have certain bigger like it. The roster is too LeBron centric, whether it's him being on the floor and having to touch the ball every possession, or if it's just the construction of the roster period to be complementary to the style of basketball that he plays. I'm sick of it. I'm over it. I didn't want him when he came. Cool. You brought us one chip. Appreciate you. We'll holler, bro. Like, and he does now currently not have a no trade clause. So they could technically, I mean, I get it. It's LeBron, but like, if they wanted to send him to Utah, if they wanted, they ain't got no picks left because they didn't. Well, no, they've been getting a bunch of picks. If wherever they decided they want, let's send him to Orlando. I don't care. Get him out of there. Whomever is dumb enough to give us what we need to make it worth it, ship him. The, him, Mister Glass, he can go. Like uh, thugs are us with the uh, black, street clothes. huh? Street clothes. Street clothes. Uh-huh. Street clothes. AD can go on, bro. Like. Black Air Forces, we'll holler like I'm good, dog. I don't like I don't even watch this team. And that's for me, it's 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 kind of disheartening that I'm not even interested to watch Los Angeles Lakers basketball right now. I think the Lakers fell um fell victim to the curse of trying to build a super team. Honestly. Absolutely. Because when when LeBron and A D and and um all, all them dudes first came to LA that that was like on paper a, a, a team of superstars mm-hmm. and it was like that just doesn't work in the NBA at, at all I mean you, you go look at the Nets when it's they started building their team that that wasn't nothing the I think it, the it Warriors worked in Miami, the though. only team that, say what it worked in Miami when LeBron went down there though yeah, but that was mainly just their big three. You're saying like with all the older aging veterans trying to just have a super on paper, look at all the talent we got type of team. Yeah, yeah, I that that does not work. Like the Warriors are really the only team that has made a quote unquote super team work. Um, I mean, I think the 2019 Raptors is textbook how to build a championship team. You get a good bench. And then you have like one or two go-to guys, and then just 
fill the holes. The bench won the championship for the Raptors in 2019. Yeah, but if Katie doesn't get hurt, that's not a championship. Who? Is, is They won theirs the year that KD got hurt, right? Had the Achilles injury with Golden State? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, if KD doesn't get hurt that year, then, yeah, that's... <clears throat> I don't think the Raptors win that one that year. But nonetheless, I get, I, I get your point. I Again, I stand by the scouting department. I stand by the Rob Palenka and his decision-making with it when it comes to drafting. We've consistently shown that we know how to draft. Let them boys stay there, grow, build, and establish what Golden State does because much of their talent comes from them drafted. Now, every once in a while, they'll go and sign an Andre Guldawa and have somebody that's there that can contribute. They may go and pull a KD-type move and situation. But overarchingly, the remaining portions, their core big three or big four at this point are all players that they drafted. Get some good, talented young guys in there, go through your lumps, and build a legacy, something that could stand. I, I, it, it doesn't seem like a hard formula. What are your thoughts on the DJ Highstar? Sounds like everything that yeah, you've I'm been trying quiet. to get the Panthers to do. But that's what I'm saying. You don't want to hear us talk about win, 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 win. Bump everything else. Win, 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 win. Like, no. I want them to lose. Lose, 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 lose so that we can build. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, no. Like I said, they're the 12 Los Angeles. The 12 Los Angeles Lakers. And so when we get 13, we're the 13 Los Angeles. Get out of here, bro. Uh, what other games? Uh, what games kind of stood out to you guys uh, from the recent slate of games? Yeah, man, all of those were exciting, bro. Definitely. Silence is <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, the Warriors game from this evening, um, which is now at one hundred and one to a hundred, with about eight and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. but. The Warriors, you know, they were touch and go for a second, and I think they were trying to establish a little bit of consistency here in the regular season, uh, give themselves something to play for, if you will. Uh, That's what it appears that they have seemed to, you know, try to do. And then quiet is kept. Steph Curry is definitely on the MVP type uh, of a run or whatnot. Shout out to Steph, but it uh, seems like the guy just gets better and better, man. Like he's like unstoppable around the rim. Big facts. Now I know we're not doing a big deal, no thing today, but I do want to get a little quick big deal, no thing from you guys. Did y'all happen to check uh, Montrez Harrell taking the ball from Giannis pregame as he was trying to get some extra shots and warm ups? And if not, well, uh, and for the listeners who may not have seen it either. They're in um, DC, not DC. Where is Montrez now? In Philly. And before the game, he's out there. Uh, Giannis is out there with a bunch of staff working on his um, free throws and working on a couple of moves. Um, and Montrez just kind of happens to kind of slink on out to the court. Giannis is putting up some free throws. He catches the rebound, takes the ball, and walks off. And he's like, "Yo, what you doing?" He's like, "Yo, this ain't this ain't your town. This ain't your city. You're not in Milwaukee right now. Take that out of here." And like, sells out. And it's like, "Yo, you're not getting this ball. You're not getting no extra shots. Get out my gym." Big deal or no thing that he Debo demanded <laughs> and wouldn't let him get any uh, pregame shots up. Starting with you, High Star. 
Uh, no thing. Um, just nah, because, that ain't no thing. Um, did you see? I guess the retaliation that Giannis had. No, I missed that. Uh, it's not on Montrez Harold, but it was like, what was it? Some something else was going on while he was trying to get some shots in, and he ended up like pushing over. I forget what it was, but maybe like a shooting apparatus or something. But he pushed this this whole thing over. And, uh, okay. Just made a whole scene out there. Yeah, I, I can't okay. remember what it was that he pushed over, but he was tight. Okay, big deal or no thing, Eric? No thing. Nah, that ain't no um, thing. It to me, it don't matter what what happened on on that other side of things or whether retaliation and all that stuff, none of that matters. It was, uh, with all due respect to your opinion and what you were saying, but I just don't think none of that matters. It's uh, exactly like you just said, it's not your gym. You don't need to be doing that here. You're in Philly, one of the best sports cities in the world. You can't just be walking up here like you own the place. Bro, you, you won a championship. You won personal awards. You don't need – Extra shots. He does need to get yeah, them yeah. Uh, free throws up because he t- <laughs> sometimes be looking real shackish. But honestly, for what the reasons you just said, that's why I say it's a big deal. That's a big deal. I think because he stood up and like actually, nah, this is my jam, bro. Right out of here. Too often in the NBA these days, everybody's friends. And I blame LeBron and Chris Paul and all of them in that generation because those guys were buddies and they were pals and all that goodies and stuff. And so, like, a lot of that competitive nature where teams legitimately did not like one another, a lot of that shifted for, for a long time. But to see that there are a lot of dogs in, coming into the NBA and just kind of – John Morant, I am highly impressed with the young man. Shout out to the South Carolina kid. He plays in a style and, and with that grit that I like to see, with that edge, that, that old Kobe. And he's maybe even a little nastier than Kobe was at that age as well. So players like him, Trez doing those types of things – I'm all for that. I, lo- I love to see that type of thing. So definitely, definitely hoping to see some more from from the young bull. I guess Montrez ain't really that young at this point. He's about, what, 17 years in? But nonetheless, basketball season is in full swing. We'll get to see uh, how things shape up. If we're looking at the top five in the Western Conference right now, the Suns sit atop the West with a record of 14-6. and six. The Nuggets are then underneath them, 13-7. Pelicans, 12-8. and eight. It's surprisingly in a top four seed. The Grizz, as I just mentioned, 12-8. and eight. The, And the Clippers round out the top five with 12-9. and nine. Over in the who East. Who was 12-9? 12-9, the Clippers. This uh, guy. What city? Over in the East. Uh, <laughs> nine Los Angeles Clippers. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, over in the East with the 10 seed, the New York Knickerbockers sit at a record of 10 and 11. But that's neither here nor there. Top how, much, how many games are we ahead of Los Angeles Lakers? Two. Okay. All right. All right. So now that is here and here. Two games. What are you saying? It's a long season. Okay. my team whenever your team is alerted to winning. Both teams are terrible. Just because your Raptors are sitting at a six seed. I knew my team was terrible before the season started. Just because your team came in here allergic to winning 
As we move forward in the East, sitting at the top of the Eastern Standard, the Eastern Conference, Eastern Standard Time, sitting at the top of the Eastern Standard Time, because if you look at your clock during the time that the sun be out, them basketballs be looking a little different, Pause. So the Celtics sit at a record of 17 and 4. The Bucks are at 14 and 5. Cavs in the third spot with a 13 and 8 record. And the Pacers, who just seem to keep winning, 12 and 8, followed by the 76ers at the five spot. So there's a lot of basketball left to be played. We'll we'll dig a little bit deeper and hopefully by that point LeBron will be like a hawk or a nick or something at this Can point. I just throw Does out- he get Kareem's record? Say again? Does he get Kareem's record? Probably. Just for the for the the storyline of it all for the I'm in LA and I'm breaking this record. Wrong. I don't really so much care about that, bro, because it's I don't like players. I am a team guy. I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan. I don't care if he don't get another point the rest of the season. If we could win and he don't get no points, yo, sit on the bench, bro, and let us win. Like, I don't really too much care about that. I want to see the Los Angeles Lakers hoist another trophy, period. So. Can I just point out that there is a lot of competitive basketball going on right now? Oh, absolutely. And it's like early in the season, but like normally by now, we got team, we got like the top fives are filled with records like the Sixers. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of competitive basketball going on right now. In the Eastern Conference, the one seed and the 11 seed are separated by six games. And like you said, it, it yeah. is a lot of good, good basketball. And if you want to take a look even in the Western Conference, the one through 12 seeds are separated by six games. And then right out there, outside of that, seven games back, the Los Angeles Lakers. But I digress. Definitely some competitive basketball. We'll, we'll keep an eye on it as we move forward through the season. Now, we're going to talk a little bit of college, college football. Last week was rivalry week. Hey, Gotti. I had to say it slow. You know, my brother, sometimes slow and steady wins the race. That's all I'm saying. For those of you, well, for those of you, none of y'all heard it offline, but, yo, I was struggling with that word earlier. Just coming like Scooby-Doo out here, rivalry week. But uh, nonetheless, there was one particular rivalry game that took place down in Death Valley, Clemson. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to the Clemson Tigers. And their big old loss at home to the little old Gamecocks of South Carolina. But um, many of you guys know that the Palmetto State battle is often um, an intense rivalry. It's more than once ended with state patrol, highway patrolmen, sheriffs, police officers from several counties trying to break up and separate players on the field. But this year, they just had to like bring some pillows for those Tigers that just got their head bust open But nonetheless uh, I wanted to shout that out Eric Tyner you guys uh, Is not a fan of Clemson football (laughs) No No, I'm not How did it feel seeing uh, The Gamecocks take care of business Against one of your most hated rivals In the Clemson Tigers Um, It was a bit of relief Um, After everything That Went wrong for me on Friday because my heels played on Friday. Mm-hmm. Gave us a prime time game just to blow it in overtime. Mm. 
off of a missed field goal. That's um, tough. After, after all that heartbreak and wasted time watching a long football game for no reason, um, I, I, I was so relieved and just to see Clemson fall. And not only fall, but, yeah, I mean, South much Carolina, bro? First of all, hold up, hold up, hold up, slow down. No, no, offense, no, offense South Carolina, but South Carolina, bro. I will say this: the Gamecocks have been playing some really good football lately. Um, they they beat the brakes off of Tennessee last week. Say again. Finished the season ranked, so that's a good thing. And and that's it. You, it's Coach Beamer is turning this program around, and and he's doing it in the right way by getting quality players. Um, coaching where these guys are, are going to want to run through brick walls for him. Um, this is the first time in program history that the Carolina Gamecocks have beaten top 10 opponents in consecutive weeks. And so they, they are at the perfect time rounding into shape, having bounced up to number 20 in the polls. And so um, overall, it was a good game. Really happy to see it. Final score 31 to 30. Um, but it wasn't even as close as the final score dictated, as you mentioned. Some of the other scores from around rivalry rivalry week. <laughs> I was trying to coast it. I was trying to. Mississippi State over Mississippi, 24-22. Tulane over Cincinnati, 27-24. Texas taking care of business against Baylor, 38-27. NC State, as you mentioned, over the Tar Heels, 30-27. UCLA looking like a pretty good team late in the season, 35-28 over Cal. Florida State handling business against Florida, 30, 45 to 38. One that I was really happy to see because I hate them so dearly. Ohio State getting taken care of by Michigan, 45-23. Georgia over Georgia Tech, 37-14. Alabama, who sneakily and quietly may find a way to sneak their way into the top four. It's not going to surprise me. In the Iron Bowl, 49-27 over Auburn. Auburn. Oregon State over Oregon, 38-34. And lastly, Texas A&M taking care of and upsetting number 11, no, now 11, LSU, and very likely knocking them out of the playoff game that they could have been. One other one that I wanted to mention, Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Now, we understand that Vanderbilt is one of the most esteemed academic institutions in this country. But get Dayton boy got blowout. 56 to nothing was the final score in that game. Tennessee said, yeah, we lost to South Carolina last week, and we took that personally. And they took it out on Vanderbilt. So, man, shout out to uh, my cousin Candace, who is the athletic director over at Vanderbilt. It's okay, cuz. It's always next season and basketball and academics. Uh, anything you guys wanted to mention with college football before we jump off of this? I can't wait. It's right around the corner. Cannot wait for Mac Brown to get his old wrinkly hands <laughs> on them Clemson Tigers, man. We about to find out. About to find out real quick. I've been waiting for this moment since 2015. Since we got, since, and if you, I just want that ACC title, man. And I was just getting ready to say, for those who may not know, he is talking about number ten Clemson Tigers taking on the 24th ranked UNC Tar Heels. Saturday, December the 3rd in the ACC Championship. Some of the other championships going throughout the leagues. You've got Georgia taking on LSU. Uh, we've got Purdue taking on Michigan. TCU taking on Kansas State. And USC, the other one, not the real one, not University of Southern of South Carolina, 
the Southern Cal, uh, taking on Utah. So definitely some really good football. Um, we're just going to pick one of those games. Let's see of all of those games. Clemson, US, UNC. Uh, I think I'll start with the man wearing the Tar Heel hoodie. Give me a prediction in the ACC championship being held Saturday, December 3rd in Bank of America Stadium. Who are you taking, number 10 Clemson or, or number 24 UNC? And what is your final score, Eric? I'm going to rock with my heels. Tar! I'm not heels. Let's go. Um, I'm not going to say we're going to win this game by a field goal because we all know that ain't going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you can't make one. Um, so we're going to have to score touchdowns because we can't trust our little kicker anymore. Um, I'm going to say we win this game 30 to 24. Mm, I like it. I start out in a shootout. Okay. I start. I won't ask you for a score, but who are you taking? Clemson or the Tar Heels? Uh, I'll go with UNC 24 to 17. Mm, okay. Okay. I'm going to shock the world. No, you're not. I'm really not. I'm going Tar Heels. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm going to go Tar Heels. But I think it's going to be a close one. I think it'll be 31-30. I, I like the shootout idea, but 31-30 is where I'm going with that. So what I did want to say, in addition to what Eric was saying earlier about the Tar Heels kind of setting the stage for the weekend and stuff, along with the football team, uh, the basketball team has had uh, a couple of losses. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of a coat. But, uh, nah, they've, they've, you know, suffered a couple of L's. So the day that we lost... Um, on sa- on Saturday, mm-hmm. I forget if I was in a bar or just somewhere hanging out with friends, but I s- proceeded to see us losing in basketball and like getting upset or whatever like that. So, yeah, back to back. It's been a tough. It's been a rough last like couple weeks as a Tar Heel fan. Man, it's been rough. Big old facts. So, are you, uh, Eric, are you a uh, Tar Heels basketball fan as well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, now, now we'll definitely, as the season progresses and we move more into basketball, we'll have to spotlight them a little bit more because myself and High Star are also <coughs> Tar Heel basketball fans. So, um, yeah, we, we can all rock. Same way we rock with the Panthers, we can talk a little bit about our heels. But, yeah, um, that loss to Alabama in overtime. Um <sighs> And then, oh, I, I literally have yeah. no words coming yeah, off the I mean, heels of the Iowa. If you want to talk about it, I mean, that, that's what we get for, I mean, we, we let, um, who, who was it? it? Whoever we played before Gardner-Webb, we let them hang around. Was it uh, Portland? These, no, it was before we played Portland. But playing those teams, those are games we should win by 60 points. Like there's there's no reason for a ten point deficit at the end of the game or sneaking by by four or something like that. You should be walking over those teams like it's nothing. But we let them hang around, and then I mean I knew it was going to happen. A lot of other Tar Heel fans knew it was going to happen. We play a team like Alabama who had the same record as us um, at the time of that game. We knew if once we played another top tier team, it was going to come back to bite us because. We haven't showed a killer mentality yet. And, and, and that's surprising that's after the season we had last year. That was the one thing that I thought was going to be present, that we were going to have, like you said, that killer instinct. Now, what what are you guys thinking as far as the game tomorrow night? We're currently ranked 18th, 
And we're taking on number 10, Indiana, um, tomorrow at 9.15. You, you thinking it's going to go back-to-back-to-back losses? You're thinking bounce back? Or we're, 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 what are you guys thinking on that? Yeah, we'll bounce back, show uh, the country, the nation, why we were ranked number one when we was. But, uh, yeah, this is a bounce-back game. Okay. I agree. I think we will bounce back. But it's going to be tough, though. Like It's going to be hard. It, literally, we need players to show up, man. Like, I, I, if I'm looking at the box score from the Alabama game, uh, I think that tells us everything we need to know. We're looking at 20 and 10, 4 and 7. It, now, Love had a good game, 34 and 10. We need just balanced play and good, timely shots. It seems like when we're, oh, we don't really need this one. Boop, bucket. We don't really need this one. Boop, bucket. Oh, no, we got to have this one. Bang, bang. We need good, timely shots, um, and I, I think we'll be okay. I'm excited to see how, how we bounce back. I would love to win a national championship this year. I just I just need one. We, we need one. Just uh, so. After last season, I immediately thought this was going to be another 2017 where, you know, we took a heartbreak loss in the in a tight national championship the year before, came back a little redemption story mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and went on a run. But, I mean, early on here, we're, we're struggling against teams we shouldn't struggle against, and we're laying eggs against teams that we would see in the tournament. So, I don't know. It's a long season, but it – Something needs to turn around fast or it's going to come back and we're going to be in the NIT instead. <laughs> now, I'll say this. I'm not worried. Even if we were to some reason lose in Indiana next week or uh, tomorrow, I'm, I'm not going to be like just super pissed about that. What I'm going to watch is going to be how we're going to play um, coming up against the Citadel. And I know that may sound crazy. It may be like the Citadel. Like you were talking about, the game before Gardner-Webb was against College of Charleston, actually. And to oh, yeah. to have only beat them by, what, 20 points. It's like, really, bro? I understand it. Like, Davidson plays us hard. Wofford, we can seem to, like, have a, an Achilles heel for whatever reason against the Terriers. But how we play against the Citadel will absolutely, absolutely let me know what I need to know for the remainder of the season. Indiana at going to Indiana, having lost two in a row like we have – I get it. If you if we if we happen to lay an egg that in that instance, but coming off that we've got Virginia Tech on the road, and then we come home to host Georgia Tech, Citadel, and then Ohio State all within <clears> about a week span. That Citadel game is going to let me know everything I need to know about this squad, how we bounce back, and, and what we look like yeah. in that game. And the reason the College Charleston game stands out is, yeah, we we beat them by twenty. That's what kind of more what I expected. But that game was really close at halftime. Mm-hmm. We were, I think, it was either tied or we were up by like two. It, yep. it was up a by really four. close game. Fi- uh, Fifty four. to forty six. Yep. Yeah, it was really close at halftime, and it's like I, I don't know. I think we got a good balance between. I mean, obviously, our our entire starting five outside of um, R.J. Davis is getting ready to graduate, leave. Um, so, uh, and our bench is all young guys. So I think we got a good balance between guys that have been there before new guys that are just now getting their first opportunities, but it's just about Hubert Davis, like tapping into that potential and making them great. And that's where great coaches prove their worth and become great coaches. But 
Um, I, not sure how we went from college football to college basketball, but that's going to wrap mm-hmm. up our college basketball talk for the week. <laughs> Just before we get finished with college uh, football, I do want to give a round of applause to the Benedict College Tigers who had an amazing season this year, having gone 10 and on the regular season, winning the conference championship. They did unfortunately fall in the second round of the NCAA Division II playoffs to a pretty good Wingate team who has, for four years consecutively, um, played some really tight games into third and fourth rounds of the playoffs. Um, the experience definitely made it, uh, an effect, took some took some tolls there. Um, there might have been some questionable calls on the behalf of the referees, but nonetheless, the season has come to an end for an amazing team an amazing squad. Um, you can expect big things from the Tigers next year, as well as the majority of their key uh, playmakers will all be returning. And so between that and some really good recruits that we are anticipating again, shout out to the Benedict college Tigers for an amazing season. And um, the best is yet to come for that squad. So shout out to you as well, big cliff. I mean, I appreciate you, my dog. Season, man. Yeah. First season doing your thing. And, yeah. You know, at the beginning of the year, you, you had a lot of questions about if you wanted to continue. <laughs> and by the end of the season, you were selling football tickets um, on the side of the stadium. This guy. <laughs> Yo, I got these tickets. Y'all going to have to hook me up next year with the, with them small schools and, like, the HBCUs and all, all that stuff. Y'all going to have to hook me up next year because – I want to start checking that stuff out, man. Like that that's some from a distance, it seems like some real football, man. Like, it I is wanna... it's legit, bro. It really is. It's like that, man. Duke. Say again. Duke. I said Big Cliff is the Duke of Benedict now. This guy here. Now, this this season was definitely a, a learning experience. And you said that I had some questions. There weren't questions. I was ready to quit. I'm not gonna hold you. After that first week, I was like, yo, this is dead b i'm not never going back in here and now we're already locked in man it was like that like anybody who's ever played sports who's ever been a part of uh, a production theatrical like anything where so much of your time is devoted to this one thing and each week you or every like so often or whatever your intervals are you're given everything and then one day it's just like that's it no more it's 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 it was definitely bittersweet uh, it, it was sad to see them lose, especially in the fashion that they did. But to know that they had a tremendous season, like you said, we grew alongside them. I'm excited to be back next year along with them um, as the voice of the Benedict College Football Tigers. So. You heard it here first, Carolina Sports Talk Nation. And renewing his contract actually for a record $600,000 a game. <laughs> Man, listen here. They pay me six hundred thousand per game, bro. I'll I'll reinstall new new speakers in their stadium. I'll go and direct the band. I'll come coach, and I'll call the games, bro. Let's get it six hundred a game. Shoot, yeah, let's go get that. But yeah, that's going to do it for uh, all of our college football. And as a matter of fact, that's going to do it for the show, fellas. Y'all y'all made it through. Congratulations, man. man. Did nobody get cussed out because we don't cuss on here, but you know, did nobody get tripped up? I did. I lied. There's one other thing I wanted to mention from college football. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Relax. Got to give a round of applause. Just keep, because it keeps everybody clapping. They're so happy. Matter of fact, I'm not going I'm not giving him no applause. I'm going to give them that for that hire. The University of Nebraska has hired their next 
head football coach in one Mr. Matthew Jamal Rule. Matt Rule is I I do not know that that man's name is Jamal. <laughs> Before <laughs> Listen. His middle name is not Jamal. Listen. I had a manager who uh his his middle name was Leroy. Let's just say that he I wasn't of a Leroy, Leroy complexion. White Jamal. It's the same thing. No, no. I Eric, is your middle what's your middle name, Eric? Steven. Bim. Mine's yeah. Jerome. Yeah. What is yours? I'm not giving all that. Exactly. <laughs> my my middle name and Jamal are both blacker than Leroy. No. But shout out to Matthew Jamal Rule. <laughs> Matthew Jamal Rule is the new quarter, the new head coach at the University of Nebraska with his new middle name. Congratulations to the Huskers. Your new head coach looks like a smashed sandwich that's been sitting in a Ziploc bag in a refrigerator for two weeks. (laughs) I got so many questions. First of all, the specificity in that roast just now. Like... (laughs) Secondly, the accuracy, the two week portion of it, like the whole aged meat and ham and like bread, like it's a whole analogy, bro. And it's, 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 yeah. Wow. What do you, let's, let's, let's talk about football from perspective for a second. Matt Rule is a really good college coach. He's, he's shown the ability to be that. Pros, it didn't work out so much. Steve Spurrier, his two years in Washington were terrible, horrible, but he was a really great college coach. What do you guys give him the opportunity or if over under for success? Let's say, do you think uh, 60% chance that he's successful or would you go higher or lower than 60% starting with you? High star. Yeah. I mean, it's subjective when we say success, but I think, yeah, I think over the course of two or three years, he'll be able to build something back up over there in Nebraska. Um, and uh, put some of this professional football resume behind him somewhat. Mm, okay. But uh, yeah, I think he'll, I think he'll do decent. Okay. What about you, Eric? What are you thinking? I think it's 50, 50, honestly, I think it's 50, 50 that he will have some success in four years. And I say that because obviously, you know, his track record from college before his first tenure in the NCAA. But um, my, my worry for him is, has he forgot how to coach college? Because mm. coaching college is totally different than coaching in the, in the NFL. Everybody knows that. So it's like now instead of making the adjustment from college to the NFL, you're making the adjustment backwards um, from the NFL. Yeah, you're working in reverse. So can he make the adjustment again? Um, that's my worry for him um, that he's – forgot how to coach at the college level. He might still be able to build a good team, but I don't know. I think it's 50-50. I, I, I wish him success, especially because none of my favorite teams and or teams that I even really so much care about play anything near out there in, in the area. So go, go, go be successful. I could see him having them in contention to win a playoff game in about five or six years, especially with expansion being right around the corner. So, Definitely, I could see him being successful enough to have at least gotten them into the conversation for a twelve-team playoff. So, shout out to Matt Rude, got getting paid from the Panthers still, and now he got another gig too. Man, must be nice to be Jamal. 
Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Eric, anything you want to highlight to people before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I want to hop back to college football for a second and give uh, my good old friend, Jacob Young. He's an old teammate slash friend of mine slash rival. Uh, we played against each other and together in high school. He uh, is a couple weeks old now, but... I felt like I would give him a shout-out and give his squad a shout-out. He plays at Fayetteville State. We just won the CIAA. So congratulations to them. He's a punter, by the way. And I do believe he's graduating this year. So congratulations to him. Go down on top. Sweet. Shout-out to them. Yeah, the CIAA, man. It's a, it's a conference we know a little something about. You know, being Claflin Knights and whatnot, even though we don't have football yet. But, yo, Claflin, when y'all ready, Big Cliff, Carolina Sports Talk, I'll get some resume stuff together for you. But nonetheless, high star, you got a little shout out? Anything you want to holler at the people before we get out of here, man? Nah, nah, man. Y'all be easy. You don't want to talk about. Psych, I lied. Okay. <laughs> well, since you asked me. Uh, and again, this is, you know, rivalry week that we've had in the, at the collegiate level. So, uh, you know, just to be in the same in step. With the that same theme, at the high school level, Fort Dorchester, excuse me, the Lord Fort Dorchester. Nah, we don't have an extended name, but the Fort Dorchester <laughs> Patriots beat Somerville Green Wave, um, North Charleston representing down in the lower state championship. We won twenty four to ten. I appreciate the good sportsmanship, my good buddy, my good brother. Yeah, shout out to Fort Dorchester, man. I, I like to see uh, low country football thriving and striving. So shout out to them. And so we play Dutch Fork this Saturday, coming up at noon at Benedict's um, at Charlie Benedict's. W. Johnson Stadium. Exactly. So shout out to my alma mater, Fort Dorchester High School, uh, for doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and shout out to Coach LaPrade, Coach Steve LaPrade. That's it. Thank Shout out to my alma mater for choking in the playoffs again. <laughs> Man, they need you to come back out and coach the wide receivers, bro. What's up? Go get a job. Go get them boys. Bro, been, get them boys I've been, right. I've been trying to be real. I even went to our rival school. I went to I went to our rival and was like, hey, let me come coach the receivers. And they were like, hmm, we ain't going to call you back. Oh. Listen, that until they do right by you, they ain't going to win nothing. <laughs> Well, that's going to do it for another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Fellas, I appreciate you. We definitely want to give a shout-out to Eric Tyner joining in. Our Panther correspondents rocking with us all day. DJ Highstar, my dog, and yours truly, Big Cliff. Make sure you hit us up on your favorite podcast app or tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. To be a part of the fun, you can join us on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net, or on Instagram, Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. And finally, the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. We appreciate you for joining in with us. And until next week, peace.